Welcome to the RV Podcast, and this is episode 443. And in this episode, we talk about how to find roadside attractions on your next RV trip. Hello everybody, I'm Mike Wendland and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride Jennifer and we come to you today from our studio in uh, Western Michigan on our uh, 10 acres of property that we bought here. We have uh, moved in, although it's far from ready. <laughs> it's working on it. Studio's better. If the rest of the house was this good, would be would be great, but we got a lot of work to do. None of the furniture, well, a couple of pieces, but Maybe we'll go back to the RV. It's much easier. <laughs> Life was simpler in the RV. Just a couple of tickets left for our meetup at Mackinac, our summer gathering scheduled for June 19th through the 22nd. If you're interested in more details about that, you can find it uh, at the link below, rvlifestyle.com slash Michigan meet. And um, if it's sold out by the time you check, don't worry about it. There will be a waiting list. And as some cancellations come up, we'll fill those from the waiting list. Uh, but um, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. We should tell them, yes, we are planning a, a fall gathering too. But we <laughs> we're working on it. We don't have the details worked out yet. So, uh, hey, it was a, a cra crazy time on our Facebook group again, right? It certainly was. Man, we have just, the growth is just phenomenal. Over 171,000 members. Uh, and as I say that, I'm probably off by 1,000. It's probably grown uh, by that much. But um, Wendy Boyer is uh, our social media maven, and she is the uh, contributor of, of a feature that we started a couple of weeks ago called Social Media RV Buzz. So let's listen and see what Wendy's got, what everybody's talking about in the RV world this week. Hi, Mike and Jen. It's been a busy week over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group, and one post I'd like to share with you came from Haley. Haley shared a news story that she saw about an RVing couple from Canada. They parked their fifth wheel in a campground, drove their pickup truck into the city, parking in a paid parking lot across from the police station, and then went to see the French Quarter. But when they came back, their pickup truck was gone, stolen, leaving them with no way to get their fifth wheel back up to their home in Ontario, Canada. As you can imagine, this post drew a lot of conversation. Some talked about crime they had been a victim of in New Orleans, but most said they had been to the city many times, had a great time, and nothing ever happened. Um, and others shared, you know, that you just have to be careful, unfortunately, these days in a big city. But my favorite comment from this thread was from Jana, who said, Hey, is there any kind soul in this group who can help haul this couple's fifth wheel back up to Ontario? Don't you love that? An RVer trying to help another RVer. The next post I'd like to share is from John. John said, hey, I've noticed many RVers put nitrogen in their tires. Why? This, this question also triggered a lot of conversation and it got very scientific with people getting in charts and graphs and talking chemistry, physics, um, talking about the air being 78% nitrogen already, about nitrogen not having any moisture in it and moisture being bad for tires 
talking about how it makes no difference, how it helps because of molecule size. It was very interesting. But my favorite comment of this whole thread was from Kevin who said, you know, the most important thing you can do when you're on the road is check your tire pressure regularly. Thanks for adding that to the conversation. And finally, the last thing I'd like to share with you is one of my favorite kind of posts, and that's of a good campsite. Carl took some pictures of his campsite at Zion National Park's Watchman Campground. As Carl said, he hit the weather perfectly. Um, he took some pictures of his rig, of his views, and it was so gorgeous. The type of posts, the type of pictures that just inspire all of us to get out there and enjoy some nature. Thanks for sharing that, Carl. And that's it for me. I'm Wendy Bowyer, and I'll see you over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. I really liked looking at those favorite campground photos. Yeah, that's one of uh, the things I do every day as I go through our Facebook group, as I kind of look through and uh, see where everybody's posted. We kind of keep track of the ones that we haven't visited that look good. And uh, it's so such a neat community. And uh, Wendy will be back next week with more of it. Uh, it's, uh, it's always interesting what people are talking about. You really feel like you have the pulse on the RV community. And if you need help, our uh, Facebook uh, group, RV Lifestyle Facebook group is a place to go because there's always somebody there all hours of the day or night that can, uh, that can help you out. I think so. the best thing about that community is it gives you ideas of places that you want to go, things you want to see. Yeah. There's a lot, isn't there? There sure is. All right, speaking of that, when we come back with our interview of the week, we're going to take a look at uh, a place that will, uh, a resource, it's an app, it's books, and it's a, a website that's been around a long time, almost as long as the internet, and uh, they just do a phenomenal job of finding these quirky little out-of-the-way places. If you haven't uh, uh, checked it out before, you'll, be, you'll want to after you hear our interview, with one of the founders of RoadsideAmerica.com. That's coming up right after this in our interview of the week. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know. Over the years, we've had many and found all of them wanting until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-size Aurora Luxe Medium firm mattress that arrived slightly rolled up in a box. All we had to do was put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. And then we put the sheets and the bed covers on and found we slept so well on it that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. The RV Mattress by Brooklyn Bedding comes with a 120-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty. Shipping is free. If you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV Mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Something else that's very important is that Brooklyn Bedding manufactures all their RV mattresses in their own factory in Arizona. This means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you, with no middleman bringing up the cost. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get 30% off your mattress with the promo code rvlifestyle. Again, use the promo code rvlifestyle for 30% off the cost of an RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. 
we're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. Welcome back everybody and this is now our interview of the week segment for the RV podcast. And we're interviewing Ken Smith, one of the three authors of RoadsideAmerica.com, your online guide to offbeat tourist attractions. Yeah, uh, when we say offbeat, um, well, Ken, Ken's going to talk about some of that, but you, you, it's well worth uh, seeing. Uh, we've been uh, a regular uh, user of his services over the years, when particularly when you get off the, the beaten path, that's where it really excels. If you're just traveling the interstates back and forth, well, you'll still get some ideas, but mm -hmm. this is really great on those blue highways. They have over 15,000 places in the U.S. and Canada that are just calling you to go check out. We're talking about quirky, weird, fun sites and attractions. Uh, you're going to enjoy our interview with Ken Smith of RoadsideAmerica.com. Ken Smith joins us right now, and Ken, along with uh, his uh, co-founders, uh, Doug Kirby and Mike Wilkins, are behind Roadside America. I, it's one of our favorite sites as we take road trips, and uh, I think for our uh, our viewers and listeners who may not be familiar, maybe you could tell them a little bit about what the site is all about and how long you guys have been around. Well, uh, Roadside America is a, is a travel guide. It's to uh, quirky and unusual places around the U.S. and Canada. Uh, we've got about 20,000 places listed currently. Um, and it, it covers, um, you know, uh, unusual museums or, um, or traditional museums that have something unusual in them. Uh, folk art sites, uh, uh, mom and pop attractions, uh, monuments, statues, graves. Uh, anything that we think is uh, uh, kind of fun and unusual and quirky. Um, and um, we, well, you know, we, we, we break it down into about 75 different categories we've got currently. You know, everything from typical, you know, like animals or Wild West to uh, some of the more esoteric things like uh, Stonehenge's or, uh, or uh, Irrational Geographics. That's when we have. Irrational Geographics are when... Uh, people like to go uh, to a place just because of its location. For example, like the center of the nation or the center of North America or these uh, sort of uh, uh, junctions, you know, like um, Four Corners, uh, you know, uh, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona. But there are a lot of three corners as well. A lot of states where there's three, three, three states come together. And usually there'll be a monument or a uh, like a little plaque on the ground with lines intersecting and you can sort of stand on it and take a picture of your shoe. <laughs> so that's another category that we kind of, uh, kind of invented. Now, how uh, long have you guys been around? We started in the early 1980s. Um, now you've also published books as well, correct? We have, yes. We started with books. Um, uh, we all kind of came in it from different directions. I, you know, my father was an engineer. And so when we would go on road trips, we'd go to look at bridges and, and buildings. Um, and I wanted to go look at the alligator farm or the, uh, or the mystery spot where the forces of gravity go haywire. And so when I got old enough, um, that's what I did and, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, you know, one thing we, we, we appreciate, we all appreciated it, but at that time there was nothing, there were no references for this. No, there was no information at all. And I think that's hard sometimes nowadays for people to appreciate. Um, cause nowadays you can, I mean, using roadside America, for example, or our app, 
you can find these places. But back then there wasn't, you know, when we first went on road trips, all we had were postcards, old postcards. And, you know, we drive all day to a town to go to a museum and it would have been closed for 10 years. But we didn't know there was no there was there was no reference. So that's what we set out to do was to create this database, as it's turned out, of all of the things that we think are interesting and that obviously a lot of other people uh, think are interesting, too. They are. They are. It's so much fun. And we, we use them on pretty much every trip to say, well, what are we missing? And there's always something. Uh, how do you guys primarily get your ideas? <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, I don't know if I can answer that. I think it's just whatever is in our head. Uh, you know, I think as far as the site is concerned, what we look for in attraction is um, uniqueness. Um, what does it look like? And um, and and is it um, what's the story behind it? For example, um, uh, Chickasaw, Oklahoma. There's a good, here's a good example. Chickasaw, Oklahoma, just this past year in, in the past few months, they if you're familiar with the film A Christmas Story, uh, there is a, there's a scene where the father gets a lamp in the shape of a woman's leg. Yeah. And in Chickasaw, Oklahoma, they claim that the guy who invented the lady leg lamp was born in Chickasaw. So just this past year, they erected a 50 foot high lady leg lamp in Chickasaw and, you know, got lights up at night and they did it so that people would come to Chickasaw. And uh, so that's a good example of sort of ticks off all those boxes of the kinds of things that 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 that, that we find, you know, entertaining and, and fun. Uh, and uh, you I would also imagine now get uh, leads from your followers as well. Right. Oh, are, are you know, people? I mean, that's one of the reasons when we stopped doing books and went to the web, and then went on and then created our apps. Um, that was a big reason. I mean, it was like you know there are a lot of other people out there who are also interested in these kinds of things, and and we wanted to create sort of a clearinghouse where they could they could they could suggest things to us. And of course, we look at every tip, we look it over, we decide. You know, some of them come in, some of them don't. Um, you know, we verify the information, make sure it's accurate. So it's a constant every day we're, we're, you know, the, it's growing and growing and getting better and better. And we, we, we pride ourselves on that. Now, now you, there, you mentioned Chickasaw and uh, the, the woman's leg and the statue, which we got to see it next time we're there. Uh, what are some of the other through the years that have been the most popular of the attractions that you guys have noted? Uh, well, I mean, I guess sort of the iconic, when you think about a roadside attraction, you probably think about a giant ball of twine, uh, for example. And there are actually four of them in America. There's one in Kansas, there's one in Wisconsin, there's one in Missouri, and there's one in, um, <laughs> in uh, Minnesota. And, um, and so, um, and of course, you know, we've been to all of them and, and, and we try to gauge which one is actually the biggest. And I'd say that the biggest one is in Calker City, Kansas. Uh, and that's because a woman there, Linda Clover, uh, has kind of taken over the twine ball. And if you go there, you can add twine to the twine ball. You know, you, it's a participatory thing. And so she meets you there and she has the twine. It has to be a special kind of sizzle twine. Um, and she'll help you wind around the twine ball. And of course, at this stage, no one knows how much it weighs or how big it is. It's just, it's, it's an it's a, it's the world's largest ball of twine, so um, um, and then of course the one in Darwin, Minnesota. That's probably the famous one because that's the one that Weird Al Yankovic wrote a song about, uh, and he wrote that after having read 
Roadside America, our first book. So it kind of is weird, weird circle. This kind of comes around. What's your personal favorite? I uh, ask me any day and there's a different one. Uh, let me think. Um, well, I mean, for example, um, as far as museums go, um, a sort of a classic weird museum would be the Tank Museum in, in, in Virginia, a guy named Bill Glasser. Uh, he collects tanks, military tanks. And, um, you know, when I went there and talked to him, he was just like, why couldn't I collected stamps? That would have been a lot easier, you know, because he because he had to he, he had to buy a factory an abandoned factory. That was the only building big enough to put all his tanks in. And um, it's so big that he has to get around on a bicycle. You know, he, he rides his bicycle around to get around the whole, because so, there's so much space involved in that. Where an example of a um, traditional museum that has an unusual thing would be like the, um, the Museum of Appalachia in uh, Clinton, Tennessee. Now, Appalachian Museum, you think, eh, butter churns, uh, spinning wheels, and, and has things like that. But it also has, <clears throat> pardon me, a perpetual motion machine. Now, for those who don't know, a perpetual motion machine is a machine when you start it, it continues to move and it never stops. It's, it produces free energy. It's, it's, a, it's been a goal of, of scientists for generations. This guy, Asa Hutchinson, I think was his name. He was a farmer uh, right before the Civil War. He built this giant wheel uh, with weights in it. And so if you set the wheel motion, it would keep spinning and, and provide free energy. So he built this thing and then the civil war happened and the Yankees arrived and he didn't want the Yankees to get the free energy. So he took pieces out of the wheel so it wouldn't work. And then he died. And so, <laughs> so the museum has the wheel and they can't figure out how to put the pieces back in so we can get free energy. So that, that, that's a good example of an odd thing in an otherwise traditional museum. Now, that's one of the things, of course, RVers love these stories. And uh, <laughs> most of them are off the back roads, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as far as, uh, as far as RVs are concerned with Roadside America, I'd, I'd make two points. I'd say, first of all, our drive-through category. That can be a little problematic because the trees, they're not, they weren't built for RVs. Or the, the giant donut in, in Los Angeles might not be able to accommodate an RV. Um, also, as far as going to some of the more remote monuments or graves, if you've got an RV, read our directions carefully because you might not be able to make it. Like uh, the grave of the last grizzly bear in Utah. If you've got an RV, you're not going to, there's no way. You just can't get there. That road, you do not want to drive on if you've got an RV. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> so just be careful that way. But um, in general, for RVers as they travel this country, uh, I would imagine you would recognize to get on the roads, not on the interstates. Oh, yeah. No, well, definitely. Yeah. The, yeah, the two-lane blacktops, that's where you'll find the, 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 the weirdest stuff, uh, the little towns. And it's funny, that's, that's really changed a lot in the last, just as, I mean, even in the last 10, 15, maybe even five years. You know, when we first started, we'd go into a town and we'd say, you know, was this, there's a weird monument, you know, and they'd, oh, no, no, that thing's gone. They would lie. They, they didn't want to be known for these oddities because they thought that weird people would come to their town. Uh, <laughs> and now it's completely changed. Now they uh, embrace that, you know, e even with monsters, you know, like um, the, uh, the Flatwoods monster in West Virginia, that was a monster that came in 1952. And, you know, for years, decades, um, that monster was better known in Japan than it was in America because they didn't talk about it in Flatwoods. But now they've got a young guy in there. He's 
opened up a museum. You know, they're, the sites where the monster appeared have all been marked. You know, so you can go there and enjoy it because the towns realize that if they have something unique, people will come. And, and, and when they get there, then they can see the other things that are in the town. So, uh, so that's been a real change in attitude. And I, I, I like to think we had something to do with that. <laughs> well, I think, I think you guys have, because you are, continue to be our favorite spot for finding weird and quirky things. But let's uh, tell everybody how they can find you. Roadside America, of course. Roadsideamerica.com. Uh, go there. We also have our apps. We have just a general app. They're both there. They're, they're, the, they're for the iPhone. So you go to the, uh, you go to the iPhone store <laughs> online and, and you can find it there. We also have a president's app just as reserved for presidential attractions because there's so many of those, you know, presidents, uh, vice presidents, first ladies, you know, all those kinds of things. You know, like the Jimmy Carter, giant Jimmy Carter peanut in Plains, Georgia, the, the Lincoln Marriage Temple. That's a great one in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. That's, you know, <clears throat> uh, they built a temple around the log cabin where, um, Abe Lincoln's parents uh, were wed. So the idea was you would go there uh, as a young couple and you would get married there too. The idea that the juju that, that, sur that surrounded them and made them give birth to a pre future president would make your baby perhaps also grow up to be a future president. <laughs> so that's Only in America. Only, Only in America. Only in roadside America. Well, Ken Smith has been our guest. RoadsideAmerica.com, one of my favorite sites. Uh, it is a great tool as you plan an RV site. Uh, put your route in and look at it on the app. Uh, Ken, I, I can see the delight of all those discoveries in your eyes, and I'm glad to see you guys are still with it. Uh, keep it up. Well, well, thank you, and 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 to you and Mike and Je uh, Mike and Jennifer, you Mike and Jennifer, thank you so much for for uh, for having us on. I really do yeah. appreciate it. Great site. I'm glad to introduce some new people to it. See you later, Ken. Thank you so much. You know, I've often thought that one of our trips, we should just stop at almost every exit as we travel down the interstates, go off and explore a town. And uh, just without any planning, just go off and explore it and, and find many of these places like Ken is talking about. Because uh, there's have, so much. We have talked about that so often. We Didn't we do it once in, I think in Kentucky, just for the heck of it, for a couple of days and we found that really almost every time you pulled off and got on the side road, there was something that was worth stopping and looking at. Mm -hmm. and, uh, anyway, uh, thanks to Ken. That was a fun uh, interview. Uh, when we come back, we got the RV news of the week. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that just might be right for you. It was for us. Jennifer and I bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee, in an incredible collection of mountaintop properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are 5 to 140 acre properties. Build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or RV year-round, starting at $79,900. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership, and the scenery is breathtaking. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high-speed internet, and it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. It's ready whenever you want. They're selling these by appointments, 5 to 140-acre sites from $79,900. There's great financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit MyRVLand.com. 
That's MyRVLand.com. All right, welcome back. It's time now for the RV News of the Week, and our lead story this week is a terrible story uh, out of Florida. I think it's something that we all worry about. This story has to do with a man staying at Florida's great outdoors nature RV and golf resort. He lost his leg after an alligator bite and uh, on the sprawling 2,800-acre resort. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, site uh, for golf, for camping, and lots of places to walk, lots of it by water. The man, who was 72, was apparently walking near a canal on, on the property in Titusville, Florida, when a gator got hold of him and bit him. The man was uh, flown to an area hospital, and his uh, right leg had to be amputated from the knee down. And meanwhile, the Florida Fish and Wildlife uh, descended down on the area. They tackled two alligators on the property. They shot them. And one of the gators they captured had a human foot and leg in its mouth. Yeah. So alligator attacks, attacks are very rare, but it is the mating season now for them. We'll put a link to that story in the show notes at rvlifestyle.com. But... There was another case of an elderly woman who was walking her dog in Florida near a pond just a month or so ago, and a gator, there's some security camera, and you can actually see the gator across this big pond, just, I mean, it screamed across, you could see it swimming across. She was oblivious to it, came up and went for her dog, and she got in the way, and the dog and the gator went for her instead and, and killed her, took her out into the lake. So. Be careful about what you see those signs in Florida, and um, they're there for a reason. Gators, particularly during mating series, and can be very aggressive. I think they fool us because they look so big and clumsy. You think they can't mm -hmm. move, but they can move. Yeah, they do. Another very sad story uh, in Alabama. Uh, you know, the, the country's been buffeted by storm after storm seemingly every week. And uh, a man is in critical condition as we do this report. His trailer top, uh, was literally flipped upside down by uh, strong wings, uh, winds at Alabama's uh, Gulf State Park last week. Uh, it was blown across the road. It ended up upside down against another uh, RV. Uh, the man was literally blown out of his trailer. He was found trapped underneath it. Uh, he is in critical condition as we do this report. Another person was also hurt. Um, it appears that uh, from pictures we saw that it was uh, one of the Altos, which is a very new lightweight travel trailer made in Canada that the man was in. Uh, Gulf State Park is a very popular campground uh, on the beach uh, near Gulf Shores. Uh, strong winds, part of one of those storms that blew through the area, down tree limbs, caused power outages. And it goes back to what we've been saying repeatedly over the past few weeks that if you are in an RV and you are um, traveling in an area where there's uh, storms, always know where there's a shelter. Get out of your RV. It is not a place to stay. Wow. Okay, now we've got another story. Not so gloomy, I'm happy to say. Google's Maps is planning to make visiting national parks easier to navigate on its platform. Instead of seeing you know, that massive green blur spot when you arrive at a national park, as in the past, beginning this month, the popular program will offer info on key attractions, popular trails, entrances, and park amenities, you know, like restrooms, showers, laundry. And uh, since many national parks have spotty at best cellular service, 
The platform is also providing a way to download a map or other information and store it so it can be accessed later in areas where there isn't any cell service. Good for you, Google Maps. Yes. Yay. Uh, another story this week making the news that got our attention in uh, a Colorado company is accused of stealing money by pocketing the profit made by selling RVs on a consignment basis and then failing to provide the necessary paperwork like titles to those who purchase the RVs. Uh, Bob Scott RV was in the news after being accused of financial irregularities involving 13 to 15 people. Authorities said that some uh, people say the company kept the money made by selling their RV and then they went out of business and they never got their money. Um, selling an RV on consignment is a very popular choice. Uh, there are lots of different options and ways to sell your RV. In fact, we just did a podcast and uh, we did a, a, about three weeks ago, I think, a podcast on this and we've also written a story about it. So we'll put a link to different ways you can sell your RV, but make sure you have a reputable dealer. Uh, officials in Colorado are still trying to sort that mess out. Okay, now I've got a happy story. Are you guys all planning on going to a national park this Saturday? If you haven't, you better get find new one near where you live. So national parks this Saturday, April 22nd. Admission is free because it's the first day of National Park Week. And so many different special events are planned to celebrate the nation's national parks between April 22nd and the 30th. Each day of the week has a special theme like discovery, traditions, inspiration, and fun. And each park throughout the country is encouraged to plan special events around the, the uh, day's theme. So check out the closest national park to you and get a listing, look up a listing of their activities. Um, free. Hey, that's good, free. It's always First good. Time is always good. And National Park Week is a lot of fun. The parks really do go all out to, uh, to welcome folks with lots of cool things. All right, the RV tip of the week and our RV app of the week, all that's coming up after this quick break. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10. When you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. And these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, 
Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. Welcome back. Time now for the RV tip of the week from Brenda of yeah. Queen Bee RV. Yeah, the RV ins inspection expert. Yeah. And uh, Brenda's passion is to educate people on how to take care of their rigs, and particularly women, to make us more comfortable. Yeah, she's a, a certified uh, RV inspector, and uh, she's got lots of expertise. Let's uh, see what the RV Queen Bee has for us in the tip of the week this week. You might already have your wheels turning on the RV purchase, and unless you plan on being a full-time RVer, you need to consider one very important item. Where will you store this thing when you're not camping? And maybe the storage mystery is the one roadblock that's keeping you from making the purchase at all. So here are a few ideas to consider when you're thinking about where to store your RV. Security. Whether a storage facility, a relative's property, or your own driveway, think through how accessible the RV might be to those looking for an easy opportunity to steal the whole darn thing. And be thinking about what you're willing to leave stored in the RV between trips versus unloading the contents each time. And P.S. Keep weather conditions in mind here too because things can melt and freeze. So will the rig be under a cover of some sort? This can protect your roof, the sealant, exterior, tires, and your overall investment. Is there an electrical hookup available? This will be to keep your batteries charged between trips, and if not, you'll need to consider leaving them on a battery minder or a trickle charger or removing them to take home to charge. Will pests and rodents have access while you're away? These guys can wreak havoc on electrical wires, fabric, and pillows, and they leave a big mess to clean up when you're ready to hit the road. Are your tires on solid surface and how will you protect them? Parking on grass or in areas prone to mud can make for a difficult getaway, and it's also not good for the overall condition of your tires. In addition, UV rays are one of the most damaging enemies to your tires, so keep them covered. Distance to and from your residence. Nobody likes driving so far to pick up the RV that it feels like a big chore, so make it close and convenient. Accessibility when you want to get to it. Whether it's at a storage facility or a friend's property, can you access it 24-7 and will this be an inconvenience if you cannot? Cost. Free is best, but if you choose a storage facility, prepare to pay an average of $50 to $200 a month and sometimes more depending on your location. These facilities will oftentimes be gated and have security cameras. There are loads of options and hopefully these tips will get you started on this important part of RV ownership. I'll see you next time on another episode. Now back to you, Mike and Jen. Well, hopefully you won't have to think about storing your RV because you're going to be out using it like crazy over the next few months. But uh, when it's time to store it, those are some great tips. And uh, we'll put a, a whole transcript of, what, of all those tips that Brenda just shared. You'll find them in the show notes for this episode at RV Lifestyle. And we all can learn from that list of tips about things that you have to prepare for and think about, and uh, it'll give you more comfort in those times when you do have to leave your rig. Yeah. 
And now isn't it time for the app of the week? The app of the week, um, taken from the pages of NewTravelTech.com. That is our sister blog. And uh, while we concentrate on RV lifestyle travel, uh, NewTravelTech.com is dedicated to sort of uh, sorting out all the new technology that uh, helps to enhance the entire travel experience, all different types of travel. So if you haven't been over there, check it out. And uh, this, uh, this uh, app of the week, this week comes from their recent story on Waze. Now Waze has been around for a long time. I mean, I think uh, it's one of the earlier apps, but like everything else, it keeps getting better and better. And it gives all of the other mapping apps out there a serious run for the money when it comes uh, for planning your trips. Uh, it uses crowdsourced data to route your trip and provide real-time traffic updates. Uh, and if you've used that, you have certainly appreciated that, knowing about everything from potholes to road hazards to speed checks and uh, all that stuff. It is so helpful when you're on the road because it's all of us out there together sharing what we're seeing. It, it is the most accurate source that you can find. And I think that the, uh, the thing we appreciate the most out of it is that it gives you alternate travel routes <laughs> if you suddenly uh, find yourself in a traffic jam. And we all do. Uh, if you're on, particularly if you're on freeways and uh, interstates, uh, it gives you uh, instant rerouting, and you get an option to pick different routes. Uh, I, I would think that in terms, of whenever you're in an uh, urban area or going through a big city, to have ways running is really, really helpful. It has helped us so many times. When you're in those traffic jams, you want the local folks to help direct you the best way around. Uh, so we'll put a link to it. You can check it out. Ways. It's on all of the different apps. Uh, uh, it's really good, and again, if you're going through one of those big cities, it will help you plan rush hour. It'll show you when traffic is the heaviest, so you know maybe you can sleep in an hour and miss it, or get up an hour earlier and miss it. But uh, it's a great app for uh, for all sorts of travel, particularly in urban areas. Waze. It's now owned by Google, by the way. I think it gave Google such a, <laughs> a run for the money that Google saw it and said, "Wow!" And so now they Google is the owner of Waze. All right, uh, we are back in just a couple seconds with the questions of the week. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborn batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Time now for the RV questions of the week. And we have a very good common question from Jeremy. And Jeremy asks, can I legally dump my gray water on the ground while boondocking? He hears a lot of confusion from people about this. Well, um, we just did a detailed article about this on rvlifestyle.com. I mean, a long detailed article 
And so rather than um, digging too much into it, let me just say it's a, it's a controversial topic because even though it is illegal in most states, I think Arizona is one of the few states that will let you dump um, gray water with certain restrictions on private property that you own, but, um, but in almost every other place it is illegal to do that. Uh, but besides that, you should not do it. It's just not the right thing to do. I think people forget about how much food is in that water that you wash your dishes with, particularly when you're camping, you don't have that luxury of rinsing the plates real well. There is a lot of food and smelly things and bacteria and all the little critters running around out in nature. You know, it's just not a good idea. Yeah, it attracts wildlife. It, uh, that gray water uh, often contains chemicals and contaminants that will uh, pollute rivers, streams, groundwater. Uh, and like, like I said, it attracts wildlife. It also attracts insects. Yeah. Uh, and that can cause just all sorts of things, particularly for the next four souls that want to camp right and come to that same spot you're in that you just contaminated the ground. So that's, that's why sink and dishwater uh, is almost never allowed to be dumped on the ground. I know. I was so surprised once when we were camping at uh, Yellowstone and we saw some people washing oh, their dishes they had a in lot a stream it was a water it was spigot, a water, a water a spigot spigot. is what i'm remembering i'm remembering right now they had all this food and they were washing their dishes and it's just on the ground they were pumping out the water and washing their dishes yeah. and you could see the food and everything all over i think they were from another country where maybe this was more common to do this but uh, yeah. not a good idea now, you know, we know sooner say this than some people that, well, I, my gray water is clean and not, you no, know. No, it's not. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to camp next to those kinds of people, but it's just not a good practice. Don't do it. Don't Even do it. like brushing your teeth, you take that cup of water outside, you know, you, they, they put flavors and things in that toothpaste so that it tastes good to us and it will attract some animals. Yeah, if you think you got to dump it on the ground, why don't you just get a hotel room and... <laughs> You know, dump it in the sink. Dump it in the sink there, or, or have somebody go to a restaurant instead. And I think, anyway. yeah, a lot of people—they're they're young, inexperienced. You know, they just don't understand the food that's in that water. Yeah, and I think once you know that and understand it, then you, you're just not going to do it. And you know, the whole thing about camping and boondocking is leave no trace. Mm -hmm. And gray water is certainly a trace, a very unpleasant one. All right, that's our question of the week. We would love to hear your questions and your comments. All you have to do is write us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. We love hearing from you. That's it for this episode of the RV Podcast. We'll be back next week with more. Happy trails.